Okay, let's welcome back Coach Melvin. Uh, he is an assistant coach at Burlington Central High School. He was the head coach there for a little bit, jumped to the college ranks, and now he's back with high school. Coach, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always fun. Yeah, well, I'll be seeing Coach Thursday whenever this – I don't know when this comes out, but we'll have a joint practice. Coach will kick my ass, and they'll go home and, and be done with it. <laughs> I told Sabo and Yost, I was like, make me look good, man. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, hopefully get some golf in after. Is there any go- good golf courses out there? I'll ask our assistant or the our offense coordinator golfs all the time. I'll ask him. Does he? He was just at the Elgin. Went, he was just an Elgin, actually. Okay. Yeah, we have some nice we have some nice courses out here. Uh, I told you, so I'm one of my conditions of coming back is I'm never riding the bus again. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's see if that works. It lasted uh, on a team camp last week, but let's see if he lets me do it again Thursday. Yeah, I I kind of said the same thing when I got to Addison. I was like, I'm not doing the bus no more. And then uh, last year something happened where I was only like next coached in line. You know, if you go down the right. pecking order and I had to ride the bus and it just happened to be the time we had to go to freaking Morton. So we're on the bus for like an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm like, this is the bus ride you've given me that I have to sit here. Because you had coaches that immediately have to leave right after. And I was just like, I'll do it. Yeah, just like I'll do it. Yeah, even when I was at Judson last year and all of our away trips, I always rode with coaches in the car. I just, Mm -hmm. I've been on the bus for 27 years Mm -hmm. and I'll do it. I will do anything that I'm told to do. But, that's one thing I'm just like, oh, the bus is just so hot. Mm-hmm. You'd think they put air conditioning at this at some point, but yeah, uh, I get to drive to all that stuff too in the summer. Except the Bears outreach program does a seven on seven, and we went there, and yeah. we had to drive the mini bus, and there was no other coaches around, so it was me and the head coach. I drive the mini bus, and he said, if you do this. You don't have to ride the bus this year. I'm like, you got it. I'll drive this mini bus twice, <laughs> yeah. and we're good to go. So, like, we just were at Matia last week. So, how are they? How are they doing? They're good. Uh, this is the biggest uh, offense and defensive line that uh, Coach Parpets had there. Um, old man Coach Parpets helping them out. He's doing the old line, uh, so he's still coaching. But they're doing good. They look pretty good. Their their line was huge, um, and they're physical. It was our first day of like hitting, so that was a good mm-hmm. introduction to like, hey, here's hitting and what it's going to look like, and uh, they got some numbers. So, but that's a tough conf- that's a tough schedule too. But they yeah, were pretty I, good. I applied for that job. I interviewed for that job when Coach it's Parpet right mm-hmm. got it. Uh, yep. I didn't know necessarily if I wanted it, but I wanted to keep my interview skills uh, fresh. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I got an interview, and yeah, it's. It's fun. I, I enjoy interviewing. It's I, I like to talk about building a program. That's what I feel like I'm good at. So, yeah, I'm doing a good job there. But again, Matias tough because you got to share kids with Mabonzi and and Nequa and then if East they move, and, yeah. or they move right down the street and go to Naperville North or you know a certain spot there and go to Central and uh, 204 redistrict. So they redistrict last year. And they came out to us, and just the redistricting, he lost 20 players just by the redistricting. And so, but, I mean, last year they beat, they won won two or three games, so it was moving in the right direction. So, it'll take time. Uh, Yeah, it's a weird mix. It's a weird mix, the school of where all those kids come from um, to go to Matia. 
you have that big neighborhood right there and then you have kids at on the east side of aurora you know it's just it's kind of weird mix there yeah because i live right down I wish the, them the best i live right down the street from Matia. like i live in naperville but literally if i go two minutes down the street i'm in aurora it's very weird how it's set up right. um and we were just at the west aurora at the, uh, battle of the big butts and i realized as i'm driving back like Here's the cutoff for like East Aurora. Then it starts into Matia. And then if I go right down the road, it starts the cutoff for Wabonzi. So how it's all set up is very strange. Yeah. With that how did Wabonzi do last year? They're down a little bit. Um, I have a buddy that coaches there. I think they went 0 and 9. Like it was very, very weird to see them yeah. go 0 and 9. Uh, just a little rough patch. Uh, Niqua was Niqua, they, they did their thing. Mm-hmm. Naperville North did their thing. Central did their thing. Uh, DeKalb was a little down, too. That whole conference was weird. But in that conference, they got to play a team twice. So, like, however the standings are in the DVC, they got to play them again at the end of the year. So, like, uh, Matia played Nequa twice. So, it was oh like – Oh, my gosh. So, it's it's an automatic, like – And then our conference, um, we used to – we have, like, two sides and – we used to have a permanent crossover. We finally got rid of it because our permanent crossover was Glumbard West. And so we were, I, I came in and I was like, why is that the permanent crossover? We are two completely different worlds right now. Right. You know, Addison is not Glumbard West. So they finally got rid of it. So they went, now we can finally play like a non-conference that's set to us. But you always have a rolling crossover. So you'll play a team for two years and then somebody else for two years. Now it's, now it's Proviso West this year. So it's like set up where we're not playing Glumbard West or – we had to play Lions yeah. Township last year, so it's like we don't have to play the the freaking big schools. It's, right. What are you guys five A? We'd be five or six A. We have nineteen hundred kids. Okay. Um, but we're fighting for kids. Like I could sit here and say we have nineteen hundred kids in the school. We'll come in yeah. with thirty five kids on the varsity team. Like it's just it's our percentages are low. Like it's like 20 some percent or 26% of the students play sports. So it's like trying to get them to play sports. It's trying to promote. It's, I I don't know the numbers exactly. Chris would know better. Our head coach. It's COVID hurt COVID. We were a school where COVID really pushed it back because when I showed up during COVID, I got hired. I swear me and the D line coach looked at each other. We were looking at the kids. Not saying we had a ton, but we looked and we're like, Oh, there's like, 20-some older kids for linemen. We can have just an offensive line, just a defensive line, and we were so excited. And that was in like that October. And then when the spring hit, everything got cut in half. Like, we were like, oh, we no longer – like all the kids went to work or they did this. They weren't going to play. And now it's just trying to build it back, like get the pieces back. I would say we're like a year behind. Like, I feel like if this COVID never happened, we'd be in a better spot. But because that set us back probably another year. Of like trying to get everything there. Yeah, we were just talking about COVID the other day at practice. Um, I, it actually helped our program. Um, we played well without a quarterback that spring season. Uh, we almost beat Carrie Grove that week one. And then I think once kids were able to play sports again, we were the first sport to be back. Uh-huh. So the parents were like, get out of the house. Right. So we actually gained a lot of numbers. Um, you know, when I took over at Central, we had 75 in the entire program, maybe. Um, like you, 30, mm-hmm. 35 on varsity. 
And then we got moved over to the Fox Valley, which was insane as you're trying to build a program. Right. But the year I left, uh, which I was at Judson last season. So the year before I left with 120 guys in the program. Wow. And, and that, that was not just because of me. It was because of Yos and coach Sko and coach Sabo. We, we just, I like to say, just, you know, put our foot on the ground and just our head down and just started going, built a tremendous relationship with our youth program. And uh, like, we just had our kids camp and I was, I was laughing at Yost because my first year, I think I had 18 kids. Mm-hmm. We had a hundred, we had like 120 kids at our wow. youth, at our youth camp. So um, it's really loud, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but it was great. I mean, it's great for the program. It's great for the community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know our youth programs all over the place. We're, we're getting a good relationship, but our youth program, I, I kind of don't care who hears this. You'll have kids come that aren't Addison. Like when I first looked, there was a quarterback that was really good. He's from Rockford. And I'm like, you're coming all the way from Rockford out to Addison to play on your youth program. Or like you have some, yeah. you have some neighbor. Now there's a lot of Addison kids. Don't get me wrong, but then. Right. The teams that do pretty well usually have like a Naperville kid or it's going to have a Lake Park kid or, or whatever. And so it's – we're trying to build it up. We're trying to have this communication like here soon we'll have like a coaches thing where we're going to meet with the youth coaches. And like I do the O-line. So I'm going to meet with anybody that does O-line and say this is what we do. This is how I do it. Like mm-hmm. we got to get on that program. Like the same thing. Like I said, yeah, everything – We spent hours on the phone with them just teaching them our system. We didn't really want them necessarily to – we wanted them to run our plays, but we wanted them to just understand the terminology more than anything. Um, you know, coming up, what our running back was number, you know, just that type of stuff. Right. You know, what do we call the, the Sam, you know, or the rocket or whatever it is. So yeah. just hours. It was fun. And they, they were all in. So, yeah, we'll, we'll host a camp with the coaches and like our players run the camp. And because we did a right. speed and agility one already for them, then we'll do an actual one here at the end of July. Um, because we only go three days a week, we do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Because, like we were talking about, we're not oh. we're we're done battling with trying to get them there at 7 a.m., so we don't go till about nine. We're done battling that, we're done battling the travel baseball stuff. So we just said, you know what, we're done. And like our head coach has four kids at home, and he's like. Yeah. I miss them growing up in the summer. So if you guys aren't going to commit to a Monday or Friday, we'll do Tuesday through Thursday, but we're going to work hard. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to get a lot done. We're there nine to 12. We got to do chalk talks. We got to do this. It was just extra, but we're just done battling it. And so the same thing with the kids camp, we're done battling this stuff. So it's only going to be three days instead of all week. And you guys are going to work it. Well, like, like we're just changing it all. We're done battling stuff. So we're like, right. You're the ones on the field, not us anymore type of mentality right. like we're gonna do what we want like we get there an hour early to meet before you guys show up like we do all these things you're the ones playing so a lot of them might go in three days a week but some of them are like hey can we come in on monday and we're like well too bad because a lot of you don't want to you guys lose a lot of kids to all those catholic schools out there or the private schools or whatever it is and oh yeah that's the other thing with the Montini's right there right ic's right there uh, yeah I see he's going to be really good this year. I heard they they will go to a youth game and watch and and try to get those kids. Yeah, and that's why I left Judson too. Is um, I loved it there. I 
funny story. Uh, unfortunately, after the season, Coach Papp um, got let go, and we all got put into a room with the president and said, and he said, okay, Coach Papp is gone. You guys are all gone as well. You have the opportunity to interview for your job back. Um, and I'm in the meeting, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just got fired for the first time in my life. <laughs> uh, I'd never been fired. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I didn't have to be here. Like, I chose to step down and go to Judson um, for various reasons. And one is because I wanted to be a part of a college football team. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to learn offense from Coach Papp. And Judson's in my hometown. Like, I grew up in Elgin. So I felt as if there was a college football town, a team in my hometown. I had to be a part of it. Um, so same day, the new coach, coach Q got hired and he goes, what's it going to take for you to come back? I'm like, uh, more money. Mm-hmm. He goes, he's like done. So in like a three hour range, I got fired, rehired in a raise. So it was kind of cool. Um, so I coached through the spring and my older kids now live with me full time. And so I also have four kids in the house and, you know, my son plays volleyball, mm-hmm. high school volleyball. They're there in the spring. My son, other son plays baseball. My other daughter's in acting and, and the youngest one's in dance. And I'm sitting here coaching football while my wife's driving all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does a fantastic job. Like, cannot do this without her. Uh, but I'm like, I, my kids need me at home. And I can't be in Michigan when my son has a football game on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, so Yost knew that. Yost knew I was kind of teeter-tottering. It was just a hard spring. And he just pushed and finally sent me what I would – could probably say now and he would laugh too as a love letter Uh, (laughs) and i I, because he had asked me before i'm like no i'm good i'm just gonna stay and see what happens and then he wrote me this love letter and i was like you know what i show it to my wife i'm like you know what he's right and uh i called him and i said all right let's meet and talk and you know and I, i wanted to stay at judson i really did i just it was it was too hard on the family i drove 22,000 miles in one year recruiting. Oh. And you know, it was it was tough. And and I get it. Like that's what you have to do and I was all in. Um but once I had that family dynamic change, it really uh-huh. kind of made it a little harder and and also like I I, I did. I tried to deny it, but I missed Friday nights. Uh-huh. The Saturdays were great. The staff at Judson that fall was phenomenal. Like we had the greatest guys we coached hard we didn't have we didn't really have a quarterback (laughs) so it was tough but you know I coached running backs and my running back was an all-american unbelievable football player holy cow um you know and even the recruiting I I I I did well in recruiting as well I signed 14 kids this spring um which was the highest one on the staff and it's just I had to tell them like guys I'm sorry I'm not I know I recruited you but I'm not coming back Uh and you know, but I told them, I said, it's family reasons and they all understood. So Judson's going to be fine. Coach Q is doing a great job. Um, and, you know, it, it, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how well they do this year, but they'll definitely be better. Um, was that like the toughest adjustment was like the recruiting part of it when you switched over or were you already kind of used to it from trying to build programs in the past at mm-hmm. high schools? So it wasn't, people ask me that all the time. Yes. Yes. And no. So yes, because it was consistent. It uh-huh. was like, ant, it was like ants in a kitchen. <laughs> my, my DMs would just be like, ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. 
And when I first got the job, I tried to answer every single kid. And finally, I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, Lindsay, I can't do this. You're right. Like, this is, I, I can't, I can't just respond to every single DM that I get. And, you know, if there are any players listening right now, you know, I, I've found good ways and bad ways to try to con- contact a college coach. Don't just say, what up, dog? Here's my film. <laughs> That's not a good way to contact um, So there's, you know, people. It would go from that to like very well written emails, and you know if they took time to to write something well, I would I would read it, watch their film. Uh, don't make your film highlights too long. You know, realistically, we watch like a minute and a half of them. That that's all we really need. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes ten seconds. Like yeah, no, but uh, you know. But on the other side of it, it was easy for me because two reasons. It was twofold. Uh, one is because yes, I'm used to recruiting and mm-hmm. building programs, so that was easy. That part was easy, and then the second part was I'm a member of the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association. Um, you know, I sit on the All State Committee. I do a lot of the Hall of Fame stuff still. Um, that booklet that you guys all get when you go to, to the state clinic down at U of I, I make that book, mm-hmm. um, and and then all the ads and the you know congratulating all the Hall of Famers. Like I solicit all that, and then I finally got Jeff Belk at Buffalo Grove. He helps me now the last couple of years, which thank God, because it's such a hard job. But it was mostly that it was my friends calling me and say, Hey, I got a guy, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just under the radar guys. And that's what we are at NAIA. And I, I would be able to give them money to come play football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, and if, you know, at Judson, if you're able to commute, I could probably get you to Judson for free. And and that I, I could get it down to just room and board and then you commute and then you're for free. So, it, it was it was hard because it was so consistent, mm-hmm. but it was easy because I was used to it, and I had a, just a bunch of friends out there throwing kids at me. So, right, yeah. Well, because you stayed as a counselor at, at at Central, though, right? As you were doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I wanted to, I just wanted to coach football. Yeah, right? and they asked me, and I'm just like, I I I mean, you guys can close down tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know anything about the universities yet, and. I have a family. Right. I need a fallback. So, um, yeah, I was counselor at Central, still am. And uh, Judson's just about 20, 25 minutes down the road and would shoot over there. And, you know, the, the difference was is in high school, you get to go home mm-hmm. after practice. In college, we're in, the, we're in the office, we're watching film, we're planning for the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was getting home at like 8, 8.30 every night. Again, when my kids are home alone, uh, not alone, but with my wife, you know, she needs a break as well. Right. So there's a lot of factors. Oh, yeah. that. Well, that's why some people got a coaching altogether has been family or it's just too stressful. I know a lot of people getting out. Speaking of kids, can you hold on one second? He's calling my name. Absolutely. Had to know where his work shirt was. <laughs> Go find it yourself. Yeah, I had to know where it's been. Can I borrow your car? If anybody has a car out there, we need a car for my 16-year-old. My gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that was, it was a lot of time. And I loved every minute of it. It wasn't like I, you know, I hated that part of it. Um, it was just I needed to be home. And I feel like a lot of the young coaches today, they don't understand that, mm-hmm. um, that, com- that commitment part of it and, Maybe it was all the guys that I used to work for, like Coach Munkin and you know Coach Becker and all my mentors, Coach Bennett. But like I just 
you just put your head down and work because that's what you're supposed to do for the mm-hmm. kids. And, you know, a lot of these guys now are like, oh, I need to be a coordinator. Well, why? What have you done? You know, what have you done to get up to that point? Um, and I, I kind of take it to the 90s Bulls. You know, they had to overcome the Pistons at some point, right? Right. You know, some guys just want to be, make those dream teams. And it's like, no, I got to work for it. And I, I hope that these new teachers that get in, start coaching or do something, do clubs, do, don't just go to, we tell the kids that all the time, just don't go to school and go home, like mm-hmm. get involved. So. Yeah. I'll have to give up one of the sports eventually. I do all three. One of them I'll have to give up at some point. Cause that yeah. the summer's where I have most time. Well, even June, June's busiest. Hell. July is right. the best. Cause I just do football. That's it. I'm gone nine to, you know, technically eight, eight thirty to 12. Then I come home. Right. And Zoom's great and fun. Zoom and phones are great because if there's anything, the head coach can call me. We can talk for a minute or the OC FaceTimes me and I just hop on and we talk. Like, it's great. We don't have to sit there forever and discuss things. Now, during the season, we will sometimes. You'll know. Like, you just sit there and you just end up talking. But, you know, in the summer, we can just go home and do what we need to do. But I I don't have kids, so I don't know that yet. (laughs) Well, I have four of them and it's, it's fun. Our house is crazy. Well, our head, our head coach has four, and the head baseball coach has four. Oh, my gosh. And add on, we got a COVID puppy like everybody else did, and he's got separation anxiety. And if we're not home, he freaks. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just constant chaos here, but it's a fun chaos. My family's off. Well, it keeps you on your toes. You always got something to do. Oh, yeah. They're always lying. One of them's lying, trying to get out of something. So. <laughs> um. So, was there anything in the short time at college you learned that you could bring back for yourself, or was it flip flopped? Like, hey, I learned this in high school. I could have. Br- I brought this to college. Uh, both. Um, so I, Coach Pap, had hired me to help build the culture of the program. Uh huh. So in, um, I remember one meeting, um, one of my DBs looked at me and goes, "You know what, Coach? You really changed." culture of the program and i go holy cow like i did it you know if i had one leader could say that um and i think it was because i put like a jordan shirt on a, on a spirit shop you know <laughs> but um you know but at the same time like that's what i was brought there to do and i you know, i thought that i was su- successful um had i spent more time there at, with that original staff um i thought that I, we could have done a lot more because we had a lot of plans in the works Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're just we're trying to stay afloat as a program as well. Um, and when you when you're a brand new program like that, there's a lot of growing pains. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I remember uh, coach was pregame and coach Pap was looking around. He's like, Brian, he goes that, you know, the, the support staff had never run a football game before. Right. And they're like, well, just look around, see if we're missing anything. And there's about five minutes left of the game to the game and I look around and I go oh man there's not like pads on the goalpost <laughs> you know so I'm like we should probably put pads on the goalpost um so there's just stuff like that but uh on the opposite end I was just golfing with coach Pap a couple weekends ago and I'm going to be with him again on Saturday um we're golfing in the St. Uh, X St. Z- uh not St. X uh St. Francis uh, Joliet mm-hmm. golf outing because the defense coordinator Judson went over to St. Francis and invited us. So um, I was sitting at practice 
with Yost the other day and just we're just talking and I was coaching individual running backs and I was saying things that I had never said before and I didn't realize I was saying them and I told Pat this and I'm like where did I learn this oh last year listening to Pat talk mm-hmm. he's so smart um and I didn't even realize that I was absorbing it mm-hmm. until I got back to the high school ranks I was like oh and I did I because I didn't think at one point that I was learning anything um just because you just get into the groove of coaching football. But yeah, I did. And it was to learn from him was awesome. He's now the offense coordinator at St. Francis Wheaton Mm -hmm. and he's just so good. He's so good at what he does. Um, And I learned so much from him. Uh, Has a feel to be back with central, but just as an assistant, you don't have all the other pressure on top of you. It's just like, I can just come coach. Yo, yeah. yo, it's your time. <laughs> I, yeah, I laugh at him sometimes. I'm like, I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, but uh, it's weird. It, it, it's not weird because um, it, it's hard to explain. Uh, I, I hired all those guys. Right. I brought them in because I knew they were good people. Um, Sko has been with me since we were at East Aurora. And when he wrote me that love letter, um, he said, he goes, Brian, it's, it's, it's nothing different. It's It's the three of us, because it was always me, Sko, and Yost made decisions together. Mm-hmm. Because it's just the three of us again. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, you're right. Um, and, you know, do I have moments? Yeah, I have moments. Like, yeah, this used to be my program. Mm-hmm. It still is, right? Um, you know, I'm just playing a different role in it. And But if it was a different staff, I don't think I could have gone back to Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, did turn down, I did turn down a couple jobs. Um, pretty prominent big jobs too to go back to central and just because that's what my family needs right now mm-hmm. and it's what my it's what my life needs and uh, there's a i told yost the other day there's you know varsity was out and the freshman sophomore in the weight room and they're running out and i heard a kid go whether it's freshman or sophomore i don't know and is that coach melvin i thought he got fired <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody i didn't get fired i just stepped away for a year and now i'm back um but again, if it, if it wasn't the guys that are still there with me, uh, you know, it, it would be weird. But it's not. I just I do get to coach more. Mm-hmm. I don't think that kids actually really saw me coach it when I was a head coach uh, because I just didn't mm-hmm. because I couldn't, uh, and I had great coaches to do it. Now I'm just one of those assistants that are just coaching. It's fun. It's flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I'm assuming I'm going to get that question a lot. I was going to say school starts. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask on Thursday and just maybe be like, oh, now you got to answer to this guy. I was going to have some fun with it, but I, you know, yeah, I, thought, for sure. I thought I'd jump on it early because I was thinking that I was like, if, if you didn't know the head coach, you probably wouldn't. You'd be like, eh, I don't no. know. But since you already yeah. know them and they're, you kind of help them along the way, you could just kind of slide in and be like, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm here because I have this experience yep. and everything else. And, you know, yeah. and I even asked the other day. I go, you know what? Maybe I sit up in the press box this year. I've never sat in the press box. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to this year, but I, I might. You know, and I, I just help in different ways now. When I was an OC at 25, I hated going. I went to the box for two games, hated it, came back down. But I was calling yeah. plays. I was like, I gotta come back down. Hated it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think as a defense coordinator I could ever sit up in the box. But I think as an offensive coordinator I could. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the offensive coordinator at all. I'm just saying um, I'll be, I'd be able to help Fry by sitting up there. Yeah, I think it's a little warmer in the 
the cold weather. Well, that was the only time I wanted to go back when it was raining. I'd be like, all right, let's switch. I'll go to the box now, yeah. and you guys go down there. Right. I, I told my son, I just said, I said, buddy, I might be going up in the press box and start crying. He's like, no, <laughs> no, you're better on the field. I wanted, And then basically it came down to he wanted to be able to stand on the sidelines. You know, so, uh, um, yeah. Well, you can go up in the press box, but it's boring. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's boring. And there's fans yelling at you. Yeah. Yeah. So no, overall it's it's been a blast this summer. I've had, I just just being again with my guys, it's just it's fun. Well then it seems like Central turned a corner because your guys' indoor facility and stuff is super nice. I don't know how, if that's yeah, new we, or Well, it's about four it was right before COVID, so maybe about four years. But um they're we're getting so big where there's bus net seams. Uh, hopefully this referendum passed in the next election and we get a brand new high school down the road. So, which with all top tier facilities and, you know, we struggle a little bit on our outside facilities and everybody knows it's not a, it's not a lie. It's just, it is what it is. And the kids really persevere through it. Um, but it's weird for me being on turf all last year, mm -hmm. every day, every game. And now I'm on grass and our grass, today was pretty long for the rain mm -hmm. and my shoes were getting all wet my socks are all wet i'm like what is where's the turf <laughs> i missed the turf well when we were talking to yos and sabo at, uh, the other day um we were discussing how this joint practice is going to work as you're coming ridgewood's coming in west chicago and we were discussing with them like right. hey let's just do this and i looked at curris our head coach i was like do you want one on the game field and one on the other Turf and Sabo and them go, wait a minute, what do you mean second turf? I'm like, we have two turf fields. And they're like, right. what? And we're like, yeah, we have our game field, then we have a practice, like another for soccer, and then like we, we could practice on it. And they walked away from us. They were like, we can't get one turf field. And they walked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my son played at Addison Trail, um, you know, youth football league played them. And I was like, man, they had multiple turf fields. And we're struggling with helps. numbers. You would yeah. think that would help, but we struggled. <laughs> but it was just yeah. real funny. He was like, you guys got two? Yeah. I was like, hey, that was before I got there. I said, I was at You're East right. Aurora. Leave me alone. He's like, we didn't yeah. have two. Yeah. Yeah, I loved my time at East Aurora so much. It was so great. And I know Nick's doing such a great job. I actually should call him. I haven't talked to him in a while. I saw him that day, too. We saw him and went up and talked to him a little bit. Um, he's feeling pretty good about their team. He said it's just, again, numbers. It's a numbers game. Right. Um, the Upstate H changing. It's going to change after this year. Um, so what? Ridgewood, Burlington, or uh, uh, not Burlington. I you wish. guys are, yeah. Uh, Ridgewood, Riverside Brookfield, Elmwood Park, and, um, oh, my gosh, who's the other team? <sighs> There's another team. They're all going to the Upstate Eight. So now they're bursting, and so now they have to make it kind of like the West Suburban where it's two sides. And mm. I think they're going to go by division. So it's basically East Aurora, all of the Elgin schools. Then you're going to have like Lombard East, West Chicago, Ridgewood, Burlington, or uh, Ridgewood, uh, then all of them on that side, Lombard South. So it's just splitting. And then they got to find one or two non-conference games now. Oh, West Aurora's coming back. That's the other one. West Aurora's oh, going to be back. Yes. Good. Good. Good for West Aurora. So – that it's changing, and so it's going to make – this is the last year where it's going to be normal where they play everybody, and then, then it's got to be split. So it's a one non-conference game, I think, and then they got to have a crossover. Um, okay. So it's going to be tough on them now because they have to play, you know, South Elgin, Bartlett, 
uh, West Aurora and all of them and make right. it a little tough. And then they got to find a non-conference. I think he's stealing our non-conference because we played Maine East last year, the first game. Mm-hmm. We're going to play him again this year. We heard a rumor they're going to go play East Aurora, and they hadn't said anything to us. So we asked Nick, and he goes, yeah, I think we are. And we were like, huh, they won't tell us that. Because we, we played him for the first time last year. And we won, which was exciting for us because we were a struggling program. We're like, oh, we got to win. Yay. And right. so they're going to go play East Aurora. And I'm like, no offense. You're playing the same team. We're all the same. I was like, us right. and East Aurora are like the same team. Like East Aurora just has more kids in their school. But still, like out of 4,000 kids, they're still getting only like 30-some varsity players. Right. But, but yeah, I loved it. Nick's a great guy. Talked to him for a while. Yeah. Uh Doing good things. He's so committed to that program. He had an opportunity to leave when Wabonzi job came open, and he's going to stay there and do it. They're so close. Yeah, I um, – and he knows this. I thought he should have went to Wabonzi. I called him. I told him to take the job. Um, but And that's just Nick, though. He's so passionate about East Aurora. And when I left, that's why I was so adamant about him getting that job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt that he did, he was the only one that could continue and add on to what we had started there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so when I started there, then, oh man, it was it was a disaster. <laughs> um, you know, and now I, I, I I'm proud of what I I'm proud of what we did there at East Aurora. Um, you know, the stadium, the kids, the youth program, the um, just the overall change in culture to make football important there. And, you know, he still has his struggles, but mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm proud. It's one of, I talk about the best four years of my coaching career, really, was there. Well, that's why I went there for the one year. Um, I applied for the Addison job too, when it came open. Um, didn't get it, obviously. Chris got it. But they liked my, liked my coaching background, so like the AD and him even talked to me, so I was talking to them. Saw them at the clinic in that February, and then COVID hit. So I'm just thinking in my head, well, I'm not going anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Um, at East Aurora, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us meet with kids on Zoom. It was very strange. Like, me and Nick tried. I remember Nick told me that, yeah. Because I sent him a message. I was like, what are we supposed to be doing right now? And he's like, well, nothing, because they won't let us, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Um, but then AT came back at me, and they showed me the different money of, like, if you work here, this is what you get paid. The stipend's this. And I, and. Yeah. And Nick knows this, but like I was like, it, I battled with it for like days because I was like, do I go to Addison? We went four and five at Easter World. We were six points away from the playoffs. So if we would have beat Elgin, we would have been in, blah, 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 blah. Right. It was my stomach churned, just didn't want to leave. And then I, I had to because I was like, we have unfinished business. We were so freaking close my first year there because I liked what Nick was doing. I liked all of them. Then I felt bad because right. he already had coaches leave, like uh, uh, Will left to Wabonzi. Another coach right. really left. Another coach left. And I'm like, well, then if I leave, it's going to be pressure on Nick. But I had to leave. Right. And it sucks because it's money. You're looking at money. And you're like, well, if I go here, you know, the stipend itself yeah. was like four grand more. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I need to leave. <laughs> I need to go get that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was tough. Real tough. That's, that's how I felt when I left Burlington. I couldn't sleep that night. Uh I knew what we had coming up and they're here now and, you know, we should be okay. And, um, you know, I never really had a, a, a true quarterback in my program when I was that coach. We have one now, um, Jackson. And I knew Jackson was coming up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And 
I, I just like every season, I just see what's out there and I'm just curious, you know, who left, who didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I somehow Judson assistant popped up and I'm like, Judson, that's like how they football team. So I, I called coach path. And I'm like, you know, Hey, can, can we talk? I just want to see what this is about. Like, what is it? And I'll never forget it. It was the last day um, before winter break. And it was the first day it just snowed. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is dumb. What am I doing? So my wife, I'm like, I don't want to go. Like, mm-hmm. uh, she goes, just go hear what they have to say. And uh, it was supposed to be a one hour meeting. Walked into the room. A one hour meeting turned into a four hour meeting. <laughs> I walked I walked out, I go, holy cow, I think I'm leaving. And uh, it took me a while to just kind of decipher what was happening in front of me. And, uh, you know, obviously, long conversations. I, I called the AD. I go, hey, I, I, I don't know what's happening right now, but I, I have something working. And, you know, and he's just like, you know what, do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, he's very supportive. And um, I did it. And, it, I, I don't regret it at all. I, I do not regret my decision. Um, had I known the unforeseen sort of circumstances, uh, I may not have done that. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I am glad that I did it. It was it was a blast. I had so much fun last year. So much fun. Well, that's good because yeah. you may regret it if you didn't. Let's say that none of that would happen. You might have been like, it sucks. All those decisions just suck sometimes where you're like, yeah. you got to yeah. Yeah, make that decision. And like, I did the same thing at East Aurora. It wasn't like I was leaving a powerhouse, but like I said, I just liked what was going on. Right. And the kids, it right. just felt like it just felt like those kids needed, like they needed you more than you needed them, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one hundred percent. And I was the new guy. Like I didn't work in the building. I came in for football practice, and mm-hmm. you know how it is. Those kids, like they tested me, and as soon as I talked a certain way back to them that they weren't prepared for, right. they respected you, and right. all of a sudden they had you. I think those kids told me, hey, if you ever get in trouble in Aurora, call me. I got you. And I'm like, oh, what did I just <laughs> yeah. walk into? I was like, right. oh, my God. I was like, okay. Yeah. And one of the uh, one of my players from East Aurora um, has just become a really good friend. And uh, throughout the years, we kept in contact. I always said that he's my, my fifth son, my adopted son. Um, and now he is the uh, – he coached for me at Central when he, was, he played at Quincy and would come in the summer and coach for me. And just that's when we got really, we were close, but then we just became friends. And uh, he's now runs a gym here in St. St. Charles and um, runs a gym in St. Charles. And I send all my players to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He worked out my entire family last year, kids included. Um, He's coaching defense over at St. Charles North. Uh, Yeah. So he's just, the relationships that I've built there is still last yeah. everywhere really that I've been, but you know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was a hard one. And then, then I get to Addison. I'm like, Oh, I'm dealing with the same kids. Just not as street tough as East Aurora kids. They're just, you know, it's the same, right. the same uh, demographic kind of, it is just, I was like, Oh, but I'm still trying to help rebuild this program. It hasn't made the playoffs since 2014. So like trying to get them back to where they need to be and, you know, but I was the jerk that came in and wanted to change everything. I'm not even the head coach. I walked in and I said, Hey, this crossover stupid. Why do we have a permanent crossover? Hey, why do we do this? Yeah. This is stupid. And they were like, Oh, who's this guy? And I'm like, <laughs> listen, I was at Lombard East with coach Walters. He's got that thing turned around. I saw what he did. I went yeah. to East Aurora, learned what Nick was doing there. I said, I'm here. 
they're like, we, we got to go. And it's slowly happening. But I think the thing that Addison was trying to do the whole school. So I coach basketball there now. So it's trying to do everything. And, right. you know, and that makes it tougher. When it's just one program, it's tough enough. You try to do the whole school. Ooh, that's even tougher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not a, I'm a one sport guy. I used to coach baseball, but I'm done with that. Uh, I always tell our baseball coach that I might come back and coach freshman baseball one year. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to ride the bus and then get rained out and ride home. And, you know, so. Well, I coach freshman baseball at York. The thing you're running into now is no umpires. So you have to do it with no umpire. Oh, my God. This was my second year. The first year, we had to do eight, seven games without an umpire, I think. Are you kidding me? That's, that's impossible. So there's no umpires. There's none. There's a, you know, we have the shortage, but like there's no umpires. Yeah. And so you won't know until you get there. Then somebody calls you and says, AD, hey, I call you and say, hey, there's no umpire. Then the team will show up and you tell the other coach, the other freshman coach, hey, there's no umpire. So you have to stand behind your pitcher. And call balls and strikes there, and then umpire everything else, and it sucks. I can't do it. Oh, I I, it's, it. it's nerve wracking. And I was freshman B, and it's nerve wracking. And so when that happened, my first year, I happened six or seven times, and I said I have a whole new appreciation for these umpires. I'll never mm-hmm. even get in an argument with one ever again, and I don't. Not in baseball. I don't. I don't say anything. Right. Right. They call a ball or a strike that I don't agree with, and the kids get mad. I go, oh, well, let's just keep playing. I'm not yelling at them. Right. I know what they're dealing with. I ain't doing it. Nope. Right. Now, right. F- football and basketball might have a different opinion, but like so far with f- baseball, I'm like, nope. But that sucks. Yeah. It sucks yeah, to have no umpire. Yeah. See, I don't recommend it yet. Wait till the refs come back. Then go do it because that, that yeah. part. I feel like all high school should have like a uh... – a referee class get certified. We're starting one at AT. I think the fall is the first one. I know Burlington Central used to do it, but we're just so there's just such a need. Yeah, and it's scary, really. We're trying to do a, a referee class, and they're trying to do an athletic training class for uh, uh, to be an athletic trainer because, like, we're supposed to have two, and then we end up having one in the spring at AT. And then, then she left. So now we have like substitutes that can't hire anybody. So that's a little scary too of like, you can't hire two athletic trainers and nobody was applying. So it's kind of scary that yeah. there's a shortage in that too. <clears throat> Welcome back to high school where you have shortages of everything. I know. Well, we had shortages at Justin too, but. Um, well, that's the other thing going to York for baseball. I learned, I saw York's a whole different animal, but yeah, just seeing how they run the stuff too. I brought that over too, just seeing that. Um, Coach Fitz does a good job with their football program, and I don't care if it's recorded or not. Um, I know him. Our head coach knows him. So when I see him, I talk to him. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Because his office is right by Dave, the head baseball coach. So just talk to him. And he'll go, oh, what's your numbers like? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're battling this. And I go, well, what's your numbers? And I'll never forget this, and I'll make fun of him. He took like a deep breath and he goes, ah, we're going to have like 200 some kids come out for football. And I go, your problems are not my problems. (laughs) He's like, I don't know if I have enough helmets or shoulder pads. And I was like, again, your problems are not my problems. Like if you, if you don't want kids 
have them go north a little bit to me and Addison, and they'll get playing time right away. Don't you worry about it. Right. Because <laughs> they had like yeah, a freshman C team. While. Yeah. Yeah, they, and then they're, they're doing really well. And they just had this big influx of that enrollment shot up. Their enrollment shot um, up. Um, their youth program changed a little bit. Then I think, I, I, I can't quote this, but I think kids stopped going to IC and started staying at York a little bit. Um, okay. But they just have this big influx of talent coming in. And then that enrollment has to be close to 3,000 now. And it only has to be 20. Oh, wow. It has to be, I think. And then Elmer's is expensive to live in, but it's like they're selling houses left and right. Um, mm-hmm. my fiance's family lives in Elmhurst. We were just there yesterday. Their neighbor said one of their friends in Elmhurst put their house on the market and sold it in an hour. Yeah, that's kind of the new trend, right? Our neighbors sold and they didn't even, there wasn't even a sign outside. It's like, what just happened? Yeah, we were going to buy one, but with the market, we're kind of waiting to see like the interest rate being 8%. We we're like, nah, that's okay. Let's just, we'll wait and see what happens when it, wait and see. when it bursts. Then we'll go. Right. Oh, the house right. was 400000 Now it's 200000 and interest rate is 3%. We're on it. Like, give me that done. house. Yeah, done. Done. Our neighbors in our apartment building bought a house during COVID 2020, and their interest rate was 1% because of COVID. And we should have jumped on something then, but we didn't. Right. But who knew what COVID was going to do? We didn't know. We thought we were going to have sports in the fall, too, and look what happened to that. Yeah, that's, I'll never forget that time ever in my life. Oh, that's that was, that's where all my gray hairs came from. I cut my hair to hide them. Like, that's where it all came yeah. from, I think. Yeah, it was tough as a head coach, you know, because nobody gave us a playbook on how to manage a football team. No. And during times like that, and you just kind of just trial and error and, you guys were not allowed to be on Zoom. We had kids doing push-ups on Zoom, you mm-hmm. know. So it was, it was everybody did something different. Well, yeah. When I got to Addison, he was like, "Yeah, we've been on Zoom this whole time, and we're doing workouts on Zoom, and it was real dumb." I'd hop on, mm-hmm. just sitting just like this, watching them work out. I go, "What? What are we doing yeah, right now? What are we doing?" Yeah, that was weird. Or like the kids were outside doing jumping jacks. I'm like, wait a minute, what are we doing right now? So then the coach was like, oh, we need to work out with them. And I was like, I ain't putting the camera there and working out. I'm going to sit my big ass right here and watch. Like, I'll go out and jog, but I ain't going to do that. Or, oh, there's so many stupid things that happened and I can't, I'll get in trouble, but so many stupid things that happened. Uh, The pod thing didn't make sense to me. Well, we we could only be in groups of ten, and we had to be six feet away from each other in a big circle. Oh yeah! And we were, I was yeah. like, the coach could be in the middle, and everybody else had to be six feet apart while we were outside. And I went, "Why? What are we doing? <laughs> right. Like, what can we work out? We could do jumping jacks, push ups, uh, burpees, or mm-hmm. bring the weight. I don't know if you guys just we could bring the weights outside if we wanted, but then we had to make sure they were clean. Yeah, they didn't let us. So that was. I think we fun. could. That's <laughs> They were like, but then like you have to drag everything out, and then you gotta drag it back in. So we're like, this is stupid. We're not doing that. Right. Uh, and then I got COVID the first day that Illinois allowed sports. It was that first day that gets our basketball practice. Oh my gosh! It was the first day. I woke up with a major, major headache, and I just assumed it was from this, like being on a computer every day. Right, right, right. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking the day off. I'm not gonna go to work. Put in a sick day. Then I'll go to basketball practice. It was at Niqua. And I was like, I'll go later. Fiance wakes up and she goes, 
why aren't you going to work? And I'm like, I have a headache. I'm just going to relax today till basketball. And she goes, right. I have a headache too. And she, so she was like, let's just go get tested. And we were so positive that it was nothing. We got the test, mm-hmm. swung into Duncan, came home. About an hour later, ding, ding, you've tested positive. And I was like, oh, shit. So I had to call, I had to call Coach Sutton at Nequa and be like, listen, it was my first day. I had never coached there before. It was supposed to be my first day. And I was like, hey, I got COVID. I can't be there. And I was waiting to get like, reamed, you know, because I have no idea. I didn't know exactly who he was, yeah. you know. I've talked to him, but like, and he goes, oh, thank God, because you would have shut us down if you showed up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was just crazy crazy times and the super bowl with with wings couldn't taste them i had no taste for a month and it was just like (laughs) and talking to these college coaches too they have way bigger stories going across the country (laughs) they tell me stories that were just yeah he said they'd be in illinois doing all those restrictions they go across the border to wisconsin and they were like no masks and they just walk in they'd be like what's going on here and like yeah that's i hated those masks i hated it with a passion so you, you actually had to travel for recruiting, right, at Judson? Or did you just call people? So uh, I traveled a little bit. I didn't travel a lot. Um, I would go to local high schools, uh, you know, just around town. Uh, West, Like, I, I think I went, I went to West Aurora. Um, tried to hit the schools that were in my radius, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't travel out i was supposed to go to georgia um with the coaches but i couldn't get off of work and then um which i was super bummed about because i really mm-hmm. wanted to go mm-hmm. um but uh we it was right after thanksgiving break and you're not allowed to take days off after yeah, a break yeah so i could i was like oh man that sucks. but um it was more just the traveling of from central to judson to you know, driving around campus. And I, like I said, I like to drive to games and um, get my mind right. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, driving to Indiana. And I, I met, uh, there's some beautiful campus out there that I had, I had no idea was even there. Uh, our first game was at Taylor University in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a one lane road all the way there. You know, once you get past, uh, what is that, Valpo? Mm-hmm. And you're driving, you're like, where am I here? And where are we going? <laughs> and all, all of a sudden, it's just, boom, there's just this gorgeous campus. Um, they built a brand new stadium. So it was like their opening of this new stadium. And it was just, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. Um, we played our home games at Streamwood High School. So, uh they did. They have a turf facility at Judson now. Hopefully, they can build a stadium around it. But uh, it, it's a, our our campus is at Judson was beautiful too. It's right on the Fox River, uh, lined by all those trees, uh-huh. and there's a beautiful turf facility right there. Um, so yeah. Oh, we were not prep before that was done. We were practicing at a local high school, so it's just driving all over the uh-huh. place, and it's it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, that, that year I coached all three sports at different high schools. Even though I lived, I live in Naperville, but like, you know, Neek was on the other side of Naperville. Yeah. Driving to Addison to work, dropping off at York. Oh, it's exhausting. Like the drive. I like just being in one spot. Yes, that's kind of why I stayed at Central this year. I could have done it again this year, but like I said, I I, I, I was thankful that they, that they asked. 
but I just was like, I can't do it this year. And we'll reevaluate after the year. So see what happens. Yeah, because um, I know some coaches that do what you do, and they don't travel as much for recruiting. That's why I was curious. They're like, yeah, we do a lot of messaging and stuff because they work at a high school yeah. or they work at a middle school, and, and you know they just kind of they don't have to drive around. And they're like, so that was nice. Like the full-time guys do, but the rest they don't have to. Oh, yeah, and they work so hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially with the transfer portal stuff. Yeah, and, it, and it's fun when you're know, sitting in the office and I would have a day off and I'd go sit there all day. I'm like, yeah, this is the life. This is just mm-hmm. – just sit there all day long and you're talking football, you're watching film, you're recruiting, you're, you know, there's some, there's some shenanigans that go on too. And, oh, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's so fun. Well, that, that used to be the goal. Now I'm, I mean, I'm about to be 33. I'm like, I just talked to coach Nick Davis. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to find a GA and he's at Ottawa. And he's like, yeah, it's $6,000. And so he was like, what's your stipend? So I had to tell him, he's like, yeah, just stay where you're at. Cause the stipend was higher to do high school. I was like, yeah. No thanks. Yeah, they uh, luckily I was able to be similar to what I was making at high school, and then I got that raise and mm-hmm. uh, obviously made more. But uh, yeah, it was a nice little paycheck that came in every month. I got paid monthly, so mm. yeah, ours is every two weeks, which is nice. Yeah, well, I would get paid every two weeks from Central, and then I would get that extra. Oh yeah, you know, check from Judson. That was that was also always cool. So. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes the guys that do what you did, they were like, yeah, it's a little bit better. It's it's like coaching high school, but I get to do college stuff, and so it's really awesome. I get both right. worlds. I work at the high school, and then I do this. Um, yeah. What is it? Uh, Saint, not St. Saint Francis. St. Xavier. A lot. Some do that, I think, there. Yeah. There, I mean, and there's some really good programs in our, co- our conference, like St. X and St. Francis Joliet. Uh, a funny story about that uh, – we were playing St. Francis Joliet at home, and the safety uh, was a, I don't want to say his name, but I played against his dad in, in college. His dad went to Augie. And after the game, I went and said hi to the dad, said hi to the, the kids. Both played, he had two kids there. And um, the next day, the kid DM'd me and he goes, Hey, coach, who was that girl standing on the sideline? Um, does she have a boyfriend? <laughs> this is like a St. Francis player. And I'm like, that is just the coolest thing because, you know, that's, it's not high school. Like this kid could have saw this girl and got married and I mm-hmm. somehow played a part in it. And just like the, the gall of the kids and just DM me out of the blue and ask about a girl that was on our sideline. That was really fun. Really cool. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, man, that's our, that's our GA's girlfriend. <laughs> I was, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I told our GA, I'm like, hey, the safety who had a really good game against us watching girls. <laughs> I'd be thinking like a high school, like, shut up. Don't worry about that right now. In college, you don't have yeah. to do that. You're just kind of like, oh, that's okay. High school, you're like, shut up. Yeah, oh, yeah it was really funny. I, I'll never forget that. Well, that was the other, like, you have adult conversation with high school kids. College, it's crazy. Like, oh, yeah. what you could talk about or what they talk about with you, I should say. Well, I mean, even just like, yeah, I went out last night and I was drinking. It's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, you're 28 years old. Of course you can do that. <laughs> you know. Um, so we had, uh, you know, with all the, the COVID season and, you know, all the red shirting and, you know, we, we had, um, we had guys, I think we had a, our oldest one at Judson last year was 29. Um, 
graduated. It was a phenomenal defensive end for us. And, you know, even our All-American running back, he is 23, I think. Um, and he's only a sophomore. And it's like, wow, what, I had no idea what level they or what grade they were because you just think about it as their age, 16 mm-hmm. or probably a sophomore, you know, and these kids are, they're men and they're not kids, they're men. And mm-hmm. you, you try to mold them um, like you do a high school kid, but it's a different type of, it's a different type right. of mentorship. You know I mean, you're really mentoring them for after football. Right. And, you know, as a high school coach, you're constantly getting, trying to get recruited. But once they go there, it's like next level stuff, mm-hmm. you know, next level problems. Um, you know, try, we didn't really have any discipline problems where it was like you hear on the news, but you know, you get, you hear about stuff and you're like, wow, they, we have to talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, in a different way, like a man to man way, not a, you know, a man to a high school kid way. Mm-hmm. So, or without, all, without administration so, getting involved either. You're like in high school, like it's way yeah. different. It, it is. And, um, I had all the running backs over, um, for dinner and my wife loves just, uh, when, when you play for me, you're going to be a part of my family. And, you know, my kids know you, my wife knows you and she cooks, she loves cooking for all of them. And they came over and they're like, we've never had food this good before in our entire life. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, they're coming from, um, you know, some really awful places mm-hmm. and football is their only way out. Yep. And, uh, so every time they would see her, they're like, you know, is Mrs. Coach bringing cookies today? And every now and while, I'd have to bring cookies to practice. Now I'm, I'm that guy, and you know, <laughs> just take just take one. But they're you know they're broke, man. They're they're they have no money, and yeah. you know they're living away from home. And any sort of homemade food to them is amazing. Uh, I remember when I was playing college, my grandma and grandpa every month sent me a letter because that's what they, everybody used to do. <laughs> and there was a, every, every time there was a $20 bill in there and I got to a point where I expected it. And I'm like, all right, $20 coming here in, you know, a couple weeks. Um, but they don't have stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, they don't have any, they don't have anything really. Um, the bears gave us some spikes kind of like when Kurt was the head coach at East Aurora. Uh, Quinton Demps, who's the head coach of Johnson, played for the Bears. Mm-hmm. You know, went to the equipment guy. I can't remember the equipment guys because he's been there forever at the Bears. Came back with boxes and boxes of gloves and cleats and slides. And, you know, they go crazy over it because they don't have anything. Right. Uh, I've always been a guy wear your school colors guy. You know, just like I told you, when we were talking earlier. Um, didn't allow anybody to wear black when I was in Central High School or head coach in Central because it wasn't a school color. Um, and I was adamant about that. And I got crap for it, but I didn't care. Like, I, I it's part of building the culture. Mm-hmm. And when, when I got to my first meeting at Judson, I'm like, all right, you're going to wear school-colored spikes, gloves. You're not going to wear any other color than gold, navy, or white. And after the meeting, Coach Fitz, who's over at St. Francis Juliet now, he's defense coordinator, he goes, Brian, he goes, they don't have money to buy this stuff. So it, it really was an adjustment for me. I, you know, you have a kid out there wearing neon green shoes and I hate that, mm-hmm. but I, I learned to accept it. And, 
I don't know. I thought I, I told my wife if I if I'm ever a head coach again, I may be a little more lax on that. But then I got back to Central and Yo said it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, you wear your school colors. Yeah, yeah, that's how York is with baseball. He they have to wear the Kelly Green undershirt. They gotta have the socks. They gotta look the same. Mm-hmm. And then at AT, yeah. we're trying to get there, but AT is the same thing. Like they don't have it, and so we're trying to get to that point where we provide it now. Like we're getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Because we want to do the same right. thing, but we have to take a deep breath and be like, you really came in red shorts and we're blue and gold. <laughs> like I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Yeah. Or uh, here's the best part. We had a kid move to Addison from Glenbard West. He's a running back. Comes into the weight room first day of the of the summer. He's got Glenbard West shorts on. We were like, get out. Go get, <laughs> get out. We got to find him some shorts. We were like, nope. Right, right. No offense to Glenbard West, because obviously that's a great dominant program. But we were like, nope, get out. You can't be wearing that yeah. here. Like yeah. We were like, same thing with Glenbard West. You came in with Addison Trail stuff on. We all know he would be like, get out. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, get out. Go get him some shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to Thursday. Um, we need it. Uh, the, I love that you're able to go 11 on 11 now yep. um, during summer. Yep. You know. I, I team camped all the time when I was at Central, and I never broke the rules. And, uh, you know, you can stretch rules, you can't break the rules, and I, I, I just wouldn't do it. Um, and, and But everybody did, you know, and, and I'm glad that they saw that. And it's just better for the kids because we don't have a week zero game, so to say, or a preseason mm-hmm. game. And I think it prepares them better yep. to um, be ready for week one and maybe save some of those dumb injuries because they don't know how to take a hit. You know, so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that, that they allow the high school to go seven or excuse me, 11 on 11 now. Yeah. And it's controlled. Like us coaches were all on the same page. It's a very controlled yes. environment. And that was, that's how it was at Matia. You know, coach Parpet did a good job. He was, he was very controlled. We all had whistles. We knew blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, first time our kids got hit all summer. And so it was a nice eye opening thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be that way Thursday. It's great because there's going to be four schools, mm-hmm. so it's going to be like, right. like we saw the like uh, I can't remember your guys' defense coordinator's name. Sco. Yeah, he was Nick there. Scalari, yeah, he was. Yeah. He came up to me and Chris. So what front you want to see? We'll give you any front. And I was like, do what you guys need mm-hmm. to do. Don't worry about like work on what you need to work on. And like, what's going to be cool about it is we're going to tell you guys certain spots. Be like, hey, if you need to stop and coach, stop and coach. Yep. Like it's going to be, yep. you know, very cool. I laugh. I laugh because um, Nick Scalari is so dear to me. Um, and I was telling a story about him today. He was my, uh, he was on the Marmion state team mm-hmm. and, that lost to Blake Boylan, went on to play at North Dakota state and showed up at East Aurora one day, coach Becker and he had moved back home and coached for us. And I knew day one that he was smarter than me. <laughs> I knew it. He, and, but he was so smart that he didn't, really understand how to say what he needed to say to the kids, especially uh-huh. at East Aurora. Oh yeah. I like to think of it. I, I think, think of it as like a Rolodex. He had to like go through it before something came out. And then um, I was just telling the story today to one of our new coaches at Central. Um, I didn't let him talk in our meetings. I didn't let him say anything. You know, if he said something, I would just brush it off. Because I want, I, I knew he was smarter than me, but I wanted him to earn it, and I knew that if I was going to be a head coach, he was going to be my defense coordinator. Um, we were playing, I think, Matia one game, and I actually put him on timeout during the game <laughs> because he was, he, you know, he's a young kid, and he was just chirping and chirping. Yeah. I'm like, "Go, 
I'm like, if you say one more thing, I'm putting you in timeout. He he was yelling about it today at practice when I was talking about it. He goes, an offensive lineman cut blocked my safety and he went crazy. (laughs) And I go, you're in timeout. And you know what he did though? He went and sat on the bench on timeout and did what he was supposed to do. And he earned that respect of mine where I knew that he was going to be my guy. Uh, I told him when I was a head coach that if I became head coach, I was going to get him his first job. And his first year, he's going to be a defense coordinator. And I, I was able to do that. And to see him grow up from being a college football player, trying to be a coach out of a great program at North Dakota State, and to what he is now, he's, he's a grown man. And it just like, I'm just so thankful that he is a part of my coaching career. And um, I don't know if he's under my tree. I don't know how that works, but I'm just so proud of him. And, and man, he is so good. He is so good at what he does. And now the kids, the way he coaches and the way he talks is still super smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'm like, it's like Billy Madison. Sometimes I'm like, slow down. <laughs> you know? um, but uh, it, it just, it makes my heart happy that he's doing so well. And uh, is, is, is a respected coordinator at this point now too, over at Central. Um, you know, he, man, just to hear that story of you telling him that, you know, about me, it just makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I just told him to take it easy on me because my offensive line is going to be hit or miss. If I have them all there, I'll be okay. If not, I said, you got to take it easy on me, man. And he was like, and that, but he was more worried about like, well, if you want to see an odd man front, if you want to see an even man front, I got it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. Like, we'll figure it out. It's okay. We'll be just fine. He took, he runs my, he runs my defense still. Um, but he took it to a whole nother level. Like, um, you know, it was an easy transition to central back for me defensively because I mean, it's my defense. But he took it to a whole other level. We've always been a multiple front defense, but he's just a, he's way better at it than I am. So, um, yeah. And our defense line, fortunately, is one of our strengths over at Central right now. So they're really good. Um, we have some dudes over there. Well, we'll be pretty similar with numbers wise. I think we were talking to Yos about it. Um, because, like I said, we our sophomore class is big. It's junior senior class they're killing us a little bit um yeah. in our quarterback situation you'll see we have a quarterback that looks pretty good and you might be like why is he not the starting quarterback and we're gonna say well he's a sophomore we don't want to we're trying to figure yeah. out how to figure that part out i guarantee that's what's gonna happen You're like why isn't he not play- starting well and i can't say on air why, but we because we, yeah. we'll have four of them well four quarterbacks we're trying to because what it was the that fall after covid and we went through five quarterbacks that year, five that fall. And our quarterback, their starting quarterback, second quarter, gets jaw broken. Kid comes down with his head down, breaks his jaw. Next game, our backup quarterback's not doing very good. So we put in a sophomore, breaks his collarbone. We had to put back in the backup quarterback. He gets hurt a couple weeks later. So then we got to look at two wide receivers and say, you two got to flip-flop and keep going. Like, we got to rotate you to quarterback. We went into the Leiden game, and we're like, we can't throw the ball more than four yards. So we don't know what we're gonna do. Oh, watch even watching. I was like watching them throw four yards. I'm like, I can throw better, and I'm an offensive lineman. Like, what are we doing here? So it was like a wildcat offense the entire game. Oh, so Mm -hmm. after that year, we said we will never go into a game without quarterbacks ready to go. So like, we've got Mm -hmm. four right now, and we're like, we will make sure we've got quarterbacks because we'll we're never doing that again ever. Yeah, I, I, I take that back. I did have a quarterback, uh, but he was more um, 
he's he's great high school quarterback, but he's more he could probably excelled at outside linebacker mm-hmm. more, you know. Um, so it wasn't really like a true kid that you know gets, goes to the coaching academy or the the trainers. Like yeah. I, Central has one of those kids now, and it's great. Yeah, it just changes your whole way you can think about offense. Oh yeah, yeah, and. We got a kid that volunteered for quarterback. He's a junior. He was our starting safety last year. He was going to be probably our slot receiver. When we realized we didn't know who our quarterback was, he came up to us. He goes, whatever you guys need, I'll do it. I'll volunteer to be quarterback because we have to win games. And so we were like, we love that attitude. So we're trying, like we're trying him. His brother was the one that got his jaw broken. So like he at least has seen his brother play quarterback and like has an idea. But (laughs) we're still like, oh, shit. Like, even though you're volunteering to do it, man, it's a whole – because we saw Mattia was his first eye-opening experience of, like, mm. oh, this is what pressure is when they're rushing you. This is what yeah. stunts are up front. You saw this linebacker walk up, and all of a sudden he's run all the way over here, and the line – like, that was the first time, and so he'd freak out and throw it. And that was the first coaching point of me showing him, yeah, you might only get 2.5 seconds to throw this ball, but here's your pocket. Like, you're just running away from the pocket. Or, like, you see the tackle come flying up. Well, my offensive tackle should be taking him that away so you could step up. It was just his first eye-opening experience. Because it's easy in practice in seven-on-seven. Boom, boom, boom. You get the big lineman from Atia running at you, it was boom. His eyes were like, oh, shit. Yeah. For sure. sure. Well, Coach, I took a lot of your time. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It It gives me an opportunity also to say why I'm back at Central and you know thank you to Judson and um, thank you to Coach Hills for writing that love letter and um, you know I'm back to be under I'm, I'm happy to be back under the lights it's I kind of realized that that's kind of where I belong and um, I love it I, I love high school football there's there's just college was fun but there's nothing like the lights and I can't it's wait the it's the best nothing like it yep sure is All right, Coach. Thank you so much. I'll see you Thursday. Yep, thank you.